everyone. Welcome back to the You're Not Finished podcast. My name is Brittany Franklin, and I am the host of this podcast. And yes, it's taken me quite some time to put out this first episode for the new year and the new season. There has been a lot that has gone on to the point where this episode is just going to be free-flowing. There's no real script or anything like that. I'm just going to talk about what has happened in the last couple of months and try to tie it to mental health and Christianity if it applies. So hopefully you guys bear with me. For those of you who are just listening, who are new to the podcast, welcome to You're Not Finished. This is a podcast where we integrate, I said we like it's more than one person, <laughs> but where I integrate Christian theology and mental health information, resources, and tips. I also do quarterly giveaways through Instagram. So if you want to stay up to date on that, make sure you're following You're Not Finished on Instagram at YNFCast. I also do bi-weekly blogs. And if you subscribe to the newsletter, there will be an additional pretty huge update coming up with You're Not Finished. So make sure you stay tuned for that as well. For those of you who have been listening since day one, welcome back. Again, I apologize for taking so long to drop a new episode. As I'm about to explain, there's been a lot that's happened over the last two months, month and a half or so. Um, and I finally understand the reason why it took me so long to put out an episode. Um, and I'll get to that in a second. But um, basically... On a personal note, um, on a personal note, my family experienced a significant loss, um, the loss of my cousin. He was unexpectedly taken away from us. He was struck by a vehicle while walking his dog. And so ever since that day, since December 11th, I have been trying to be in support mode for the wife and daughters that he left behind, as well as just processing really this sudden loss. Um, and I've been extremely busy. Um, I messed around and got myself involved in a couple of ministries at church, not realizing how time-consuming that would actually be. And so... Being busy while processing and grieving the death of a loved one, especially one that you're close to, it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> like I probably should have, actually I know that I should have taken the space and focused on how I felt about the passing of my cousin and everything like that. Um, and that's why it took me so long to put this episode out because I needed to know how I truly felt about losing my cousin, about, you know, the memory surrounding him and the church that we used to go to. Um, I'm the kind of person who doesn't fully feel the weight 
of their emotions until they're faced with them like head on. Like obviously hearing about the death is facing it head on, right? But it wasn't until I went to the funeral this past weekend where so many memories came up for me. And the day after, because I was still, you know, in support mode, I couldn't, in my mind, I couldn't fully express my emotions on that day and in the setting of the funeral. But but the day after, I felt everything. And thank God, honestly, because I'm sure anybody looking on the outside would possibly worry about me as far as me not really expressing myself. But yeah, there's something about that door finally being closed, in a sense, that allowed me to fully feel the weight of the loss of my cousin. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about grief because I know that a lot of people experience grief during the holidays and beginning of the year. It's very difficult to process those emotions because you're going into a new year without someone that you thought you would be with. I wrote about this on the You're Not Finished podcast, possibly, possibly prematurely. Um, No, not prematurely, because at the time that I wrote this, it was only nine days after his death. But at the time that I wrote the blog, I felt peace about his passing and knowing where he is and everything like that, and just trying to focus on being supportive and honoring my cousin by living out the Christian and honorable lifestyle that he lived out. I still feel that same peace, but after reflecting even more, and especially after having at least a little bit of time to process outside of being busy, I want to share this memory of my cousin really quickly. Our family started going to a different church, a different church than the one that we had established ourselves at prior. And my mother and I started going to that church pretty recently, maybe about five months ago or something like that. They had been affiliated with that church for over a year. Upon entering that church, the Lord really impressed it upon my heart to to really serve and not with the heart of serving a church or being loyal to a church or to a building or to an organization or to a business, but just serving people with the gifts and talents that he presented me with and not being afraid of how people feel about it, how people feel about me not being afraid of any potential church politics, like none of that, just really challenging me to come out of hiding and and step out. So I signed up for a couple of ministries or whatever. And with signing up for one ministry in particular comes with like, you know, a t-shirt and a badge or whatever like that. And so after service one Sunday, 
I met up with the leader of that ministry. They told me to go get a shirt, went ahead and got a shirt while the family waited for me to do, to finish doing what I was doing. After I came out from the bookstore, my cousin looks at me and he goes, Brittany's a servant. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know what to say to that. So yeah, after he acknowledged me trying to serve at this new church we were at, I wanted to ask him if he was proud of me. But I resisted because, I mean, let's be honest, that's such a vulnerable thing to ask somebody. First, you have to admit that you care about how the other person feels about you. Then you have to ask him if they're proud of you given any kind of prior history between you and the other person. So so Nick, my cousin's name, Nick knew me as someone who struggled with depression and anxiety and depression and anxiety was like default for me. And those are things that I still struggle with. So I'm not saying that I'm so far removed from those things because I'm not. But since that time that we initially connected and did ministry together, like I've obviously been through therapy and I've learned significant tools to combat the depression and anxiety that I deal with, as well as have educated myself on issues of mental health and psychology, as well as have done the necessary work to get on top of depression and anxiety to the best of my ability. And so I wanted to ask him if he was proud because I wanted to know who he knew me as in that moment. Did he remember me as the person who struggled with their mental health and ran from uncomfortable situations and all those kind of things? Or did he finally acknowledge me as a leader, a servant, a leader in the faith, someone who should be taken seriously? And I wish I would have just lost my pride at that moment and just asked him because not knowing if he was proud is the thing that caused me the most emotional distress following his death and funeral. That's the thing that made me the most emotional, was not knowing if he was proud of me. And not knowing that I needed him to be proud of me, which was crazy (laughs) because I'm always talking about, especially as of late, how it doesn't matter how people feel about me, but it mattered how Nick felt about me in particular. So it's a heavy loss, you know what I'm saying? Um, In general, he was such an influential part of not just our family's life, but the community. He had such an impact on many lives. Um, So this is not just a regular loss for 
everybody who has experienced it. And um, one thing I do know is that, again, I know where he is. I am at peace with it. It doesn't matter. Well, it, it matters how I feel about it. But to a degree, I'm more concerned about being there for his wife and daughters, who are my cousins as well, and supporting them um, as they have lost their husband and father. I also have to admit that I have not given myself the space to grieve properly for the last month. Which again is a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea to step into any kind of workspace or ministry head on without having done the necessary mental and emotional work that you need to do. Um, which is why I will absolutely be taking a step backwards in February. I'm glad that my neighbors feel the need to make noise right now because I'm going to leave it in there too. Like, I don't care. But I have not taken the necessary steps to be present, as present with my family as I should be, as present with the Lord as I should be. My time... Here's the crazy part about being heavily involved in ministry. My time with Jesus personally has suffered. Being heavily involved at church because of the distance and because of how actively involved that you have to be if you do say yes to certain things um, has been very physically and mentally taxing to the point where I have neglected personal time with God, where I've neglected mental health and well-being. I've gotten good sleep, though, but that's because of being exhausted, not because of being healthy mentally and emotionally and physically. And so because of that, I have decided to take the necessary steps to work on my personal well-being. I cannot be out here promoting mental health and looking and sounding the way I do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't give the appearance of wellness and healing without being well and healed. And so if I can spend money on gas to get to church multiple times a week, then I can spend $10 on a gym membership. $10 a month. If I'm spending $20 a week on gas, maybe not $20 a week, but maybe, <laughs> depending on how often I go to the church. Um, but if I can spend money on that, then I can be wiser with my finances and spend $10 a month and go to the gym and lose weight and be physically and emotionally healthy so that I am able to put the effort into You're Not Finished, which is my primary purpose and my primary goal. I'm not going to allow anything else to get in the way of that. And that's going to require me to say no to certain things. And that 
saying no is going to bother some people and I have to be okay with that because learning from that experience with Nick, I've decided that I need to focus on the people and the things who matter most to me. The purposes that God has put on my heart. Just because I have the ability to do something does not mean that I should do that thing. Just because someone believes that it's right to say yes, it doesn't mean that God believes that it's right to say yes or that I know for a fact that it's right to say yes. While it matters how certain people feel about me and about the things that I do, it doesn't matter how everybody feels about me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just very aware of where my time should go now. And I'm excited to, for this new year and forever, place my focus completely on you're not finished and let everything else kind of just fall to the wayside. At the funeral, my cousin was described as someone who never said no. And while that is admirable and it is evident in the impact he had and the fact that the church was packed and I'm sure a host of people watched the live stream, but just because my cousin said, or just because my cousin never said no, it doesn't mean that I don't need to never say no. Looking at his life and legacy made me look at mine. What impact am I trying to have? What life am I trying to lead? What life am I supposed to lead? Whose footsteps am I really supposed to follow at the end of the day? And what am I supposed to really focus on? And you're not finished is that thing that I'm supposed to really focus on. To the point where I don't need to make any kind of New Year's resolutions or anything like that. I don't need to write a vision board or anything like that because the vision for you're not finished. Well, it was initially written in 2012, actually, but it was solidified in 2022 last year when everything had already been written down. 2023 is just the year that I carry everything out and that I don't let anything get in the way of that because there's so many more people that I have to serve, that I want to serve, not have to. So many people that I want to serve, that I want to encourage to be sober-minded and take care of their mental health, their emotional health, their physical health. And this is a blessing for me as well. You're Not Finished is the thing that keeps me going. It's not music and it's not doing any kind of other ministry in church, although I'm thankful to do those things. Um, You're Not Finished is the thing that God imparted to me 
in a dream that he was very clear about in my life. So yeah, me saying this is just me holding myself accountable. It's allowing whoever decides to listen to this to hold me accountable to be consistent with you're not finished primarily, first and foremost. Because talking about my cousin again, this is the thing that he told me. The only piece of advice he gave me regarding you're not finished was to be consistent. And so for 2023, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to continue doing giveaways. I'm going to continue writing blog posts. I'm going to do the work personally that I need to do in order to make sure that you're not finished is a success. And the only thing that can stop me is me at this point. Is me not being confident in myself or me saying yes to things I have no business saying yes to. And sometimes, I mean, I'm the kind of person who, you know, more often than not needs to experience something first, which I don't like that about myself. I really need to just know when to say yes and no without needing to experience something first. Um, But I am that kind of person where, you know, I'll walk through an open door and then realize that I should probably not be in the room, at least right now. So, or I shouldn't be in the room as much as I am. And that I can leave whenever I want kind of thing. So that is me venting for the first episode of of You're Not Finished this year. Just me being transparent and vulnerable in order to encourage you guys to do the same. Um, but the main things, just to give you like a quick little cliff note of what I've learned in the past month. It's only been a month, huh? In the past month, though, um, is that grief is not the foundation upon which I will live my life. I've experienced deaths in the family. I've watched somebody die, but I've also experienced death in the form of loss of friendships, death in the form of, you know, missed expectations. I've experienced a lot of death and a lot of grief, but grief is not the foundation upon which I will live my life and nobody should be living their life in that way. On the You're Not Finished website, I have linked some tools as far as dealing with grief. It's in the Death is Ugly But blog post. So if you want to check that out, please feel free. Um, But that's one thing that I've learned in this past month. Another thing that I've learned is to quit saying yes so much and to give myself space to to be who I'm supposed to be, not be who people think I should be or be who I've been. Because I've been someone who doesn't know how to say no. And I don't like that Brittany. That Brittany is not who I'm supposed to be. The other thing is when you know, you know. 
when you know what your purpose is, you have to be consistent with that. When you know who's in your corner, you have to foster those relationships. When you know what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to just go ahead and do it and do it right the first time if possible. Yes, there's grace for mistakes, but if you know what you're supposed to do, then do the necessary research that you need to do. Do the necessary healing that you need to do. Get with the necessary people that you need to get with in order to make sure that it gets done. And don't let anything distract you. That was who my cousin was too. He he researched everything down to the type of dog that he wanted for his family and how to cook ribs in the right way. Like he wanted to do, when he did something, he wanted to do it right. And he didn't just, it wasn't just so that he looked good. You know what I mean? Like, that's how he honored his family. That's how he honored the people around him, by doing the work and making sure things were done excellently and exceptionally. And so I'm I'm going to do that in regards to You're Not Finished. This is recorded, so anybody who's listening to anybody who's listening to me, hold me to that, please. The final thing is to finish well. I say finish well all the time at the end of my blogs, at the end of the podcasts, but finish well definitely has a deeper meaning for me more than it ever has. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be able to finish well if I'm spread too thin or if I'm letting external things throw me off, external people, people's opinions how I feel about myself sometimes. I'm not going to be able to finish well if I allow those things to affect me. I have to be sober-minded. I have to be focused. And so I am more confident in that, especially after going through these last couple of months with being busy and my cousin's death. Um, yeah, I just feel, I don't feel the same and I refuse to be the same. So hopefully in the midst of all of that, you got some type of encouragement from something that I said. I'm sorry that, you know, This isn't a polished episode, but it's a good place to start. I think a lot of people want to start off the new year being polished and having everything written out and these resolutions and things like that. And that works for some people. But for others, sometimes you just need to take things one day at a time and you need to process what the heck was even 2022 and the things that happened last year. Or what even happened yesterday. And so You're Not Finished is a space for people who aren't as polished. So let me go ahead and end this with prayer. And we'll call it an episode. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Lord Jesus, I pray over the people who will listen to this podcast, Lord God, for their mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being, Lord. I pray that whether they believe or whether they don't, Lord God, I pray that you would bless them. I pray that anybody who listens to this episode would come away with what was shared, feeling encouraged, feeling seen, feeling heard, feeling acknowledged. I pray that they would know that there is grace for them, that there's grace for us. Um, And yeah, I just pray that we in grace and love and humility are able to take things one day at a time, but that we do our best each and every day and that we finish each finish each day well. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so that's the end of the episode, you guys. Um, if you need any additional help or resources for addiction, suicide prevention, and mental health, head over to www.yourenotfinished.com and click the Get Help section. Also, make sure you're following on all social media platforms at YNFCast to stay up to date on the latest episodes, blog posts, and giveaways. The next giveaway will be in February, so make sure you're following You're Not Finished on social media so you know when that happens. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and finish well.